Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Megan Boyd and meteorologist Jillian Johnson. And today, if you can't tell, it's kind of a special day here. Not only is it Labor Day, but it marks one year since we started this show, KWTX at 4. So we're yes. calling this... Four, four days, day. September four day. 4th, our yes. year anniversary. We are all in purple. You may have noticed pretty much our entire staff is in, in purple, purple today yeah. in support of us in front of the camera, behind the scenes. We're really you know, grateful for the support from oh, our whole team. We sure do appreciate it. And there are some little snacks and things like that floating around the station, yes. making it even more enjoyable. All purple from what yes. I can see. All things purple. All purple. <laughs> it's been quite an amazing year. We're gonna kind of you know, think about that and look right. back a little bit a little bit later. But let's go ahead and get started today with today's Daily Four. So from last Labor Day until today, let's look at how things have changed for the average working American. So if you remember our first show last year, we talked about something called quiet quitting, mm -hmm. a trend where people kept meeting the standard expectations at work, but they didn't come in early, stay late, or go above and beyond if they weren't getting paid for it. That was kind of the idea. And so that was going to be something that could help them help them release stress and spend more time with their families. Uh, also at that time last year, we were at the tail end of this phenomenon uh, of more jobs available than there were people to take them. Right. People couldn't get folks to come work for them. Sure. So in the past year, what's been going on? Well, since then, we're, we've heard about quiet firing by bosses. Uh, that's where bosses don't provide enough training or support so the employees just leave. And also something called loud quitting, where workers did things to kind of harm their company or organization. Uh, but by and large, these terms have subsided a bit maybe because people found jobs they actually liked during the great resignation that followed the pandemic. A lot of folks left their jobs and went to things that they enjoyed more. Unemployment now is a bit higher than it was this time last year. 3.8% compared to 3.5% this time last year. Money is a bit better. Uh, the average worker earned an average hourly wage of 28.96 in July. It's up 4.8% from a year ago. So some improvements there. Federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour, uh, and four in 10 Americans say they are still struggling to pay the bills, according to the Census Bureau. Uh, but inflation has slowed to 3.18% compared to 8.53% last year. So you look at all of those things and you see some big improvements sure. and then some kind of steady, you know, things going down a little bit or unemployment, you know, being a little bit higher. So all in all, I'd say we're probably doing a little bit better yeah. this time, you know, compared, especially with the inflation. Yeah, that's right. a really stark number. You can see that difference. Sure. I mean, so. just those unemployment numbers, I guess, are maybe a little bit, a little bit different, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's, it's funny how you talked about all those catchy words right. that were about a year ago. They've, they all really have kind of gone away. They kind of disappeared. So hopefully people enjoy their jobs as much as they can these days on this Labor Day. Let's set that a number two in our daily four. 
Well, as fans mourn the death of singer Jimmy Buffett, many are left wondering what Merkel cell cancer is. According to the Skin Cancer Foundation, Merkel cell carcinoma is a rare but aggressive form of skin cancer. Approximately 3,000 new cases are diagnosed annually in the U.S. The cause of the cancer remains unclear, but records have helped experts determine commonalities between the cases. Health experts say people most likely to get this form of cancer have all of the following traits male 65 years or, or of age or older fair skin that may burn or freckle when exposed to the sun and seldom used a sunscreen clothing or shade to protect their skin from the sun early detection and treatment is key as uh, Merkel cell carcinoma can spread beyond the skin uh, treatment options also differ depending on the stage of your cancer um, and also other different factors that the patient uh, could deal with but yeah, I think with all forms of cancer, especially, you know, the earlier the better, it was right. what we hear all the time. But I think this is something that we all need to be mindful of, you yeah, know, especially sure. with it being so hot, yes, the sun, so. and, you know, I actually went on a walk yesterday, got fried. Like, you yeah. should see my, so quick, my quickly, shoulders, yeah. and it was just mm -hmm. 45 minutes. And I mean, I put sunscreen on my face, I'm pretty sure. good at that, but I'm like, oh, okay, let me get some sun. No, I am like yeah. so yeah. sunburned. So this is just you know, something that we all need to be thinking of. And so many moisturizers have sunblock they in them. Do. Maybe it's a little bit, maybe you can get a higher level, but it's, right. you know, there are some great things out there that can yeah. help you take care of your skin. Uh, I was just going to say, I have quite a few friends, you know, sort of towards the northeast where I went to college, and they were all sending me photos over the weekend that they all got sunburned. They all were out at Labor Day activities, and they got sunburned, and I was realizing that I feel like I'm paler now than I've been in a while because yeah. it's so hot that I've avoided the sun. I feel like I've spent less time outside than, than normal, so maybe yeah. that's a good thing. I will say with this Merkel cell carcinoma, I was reading about it a little bit, this Merkel cell, cell uh, cancer, sometimes it's, it's painless and flesh-colored which means wow. it's hard to detect. Sure. So you really need a dermatologist checking those things, those things out, especially if you're prone to skin cancer. Right. You know, and I think about, you know, for men, we've had dermatologists on the show, Mabel Scott and White, talking to us about the fact that your tops of your ears, mm -hmm. back of your neck, you know, those areas you don't really get to see right. are highly vulnerable sure. to, to those kinds of cancer. So get checked out for sure. Yeah. At a number three in our daily four. What was a rough start to uh, the college football season, especially here in Texas, if you haven't heard by now? So Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech were all favorites going into their games. In fact, they were all expected to win by 20 points. Instead, they all lost. Baylor, of course, lost for the first time in program history to Texas State. And the worst news is that their quarterback, Blake Shapin, it got hurt and he's going to be out for the next few oh, weeks. Man. Now, UMHB also lost. It's their first time that they've fallen in the first game of the season since 2006. So these are unheard of circumstances. Obviously, there's so much love for football here in Central Texas. So this is just not what you want to see to start the season. No, it's a lot of uh, <laughs> people just feel sad. Right? Yeah, it's they just really do. Sad. I'm so sorry, guys. It's, it's really rough. I, I remember I was watching the Baylor game and I was thinking to myself like, oh, darn, because you kind of just feel like the, the excitement goes yeah. down. Right, you're at home. Yeah. And so you have to like remember like, Hey, that's just one game. It's yes. okay. We'll come back. But I think it's just, you know, losing to a team you never lost before. And it's right. the first game. You know, all those little things. And then same with UMHB. We're almost right. talking 20 years. Yeah. They haven't lost wow. their, first, right. their first game. I think so many people were sitting at that Baylor game and staying just like, okay, when are they going to turn yeah, it on? Yeah, when are they going to turn exactly. it on? And it is one game. I forget who shared it. I saw on Twitter. Somebody was like crazy statistics of teams that lose their first game, how they end up finishing. It is pretty 
bad. Unfortunately, the stats are not in their favor. So it is one game, but you know, you think about how easy those first games typically are in a schedule, and that sometimes correlates to not having a good season. Hopefully, that is not the case for our local teams. Right? Yeah, we want to see them turn it around. Don't get inside your heads. Get on top of it. Pretend it didn't happen. New week. Move on. Yeah, move on. That's right. Now to number four in our daily four. And if you need a little something to take away your sadness from the games, you could try some wine. France is drowning in a surplus wine over 80 million gallons of it. So they're paying millions of dollars to destroy it. Whoa. This is kind of terrible this is to a hear. Crime. I know. According to the Washington Post, it will cost the country $216 million to do this. And the process involves distilling wine, but then turning that into pure alcohol that can be used for things like cleaning products, cleaning wine. supplies, and perfume, in fact. Uh, destroying enough wine to fill more than 100 Olympic sized swimming pools. <gasps> Is what they're doing. It sounds crazy, oh, but France man. thinks this makes sense economically. And here's the really big reason why: the agriculture minister says the goal is to prevent a price collapse and give wine producers sources of revenue again, because not as many people in France are drinking wine these days. They're just oh. not. Now, I would think, you know, what about exporting yeah. it? Right. Um, but I guess if you think about, you know, excise taxes and things like that, and things people put on, you know, t on wine prices to get them into their country, maybe you don't want to pay that when you're here in the U.S. or wherever it might be. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of wine left. So, what is wrong with this. people in France that they're not drinking I their mean. wine? Okay, but here's it's, what I have to say: like, when you think about California, we have a lot of like mm -hmm. American wine that comes from there. Then they have these wildfires or scorching temperatures, and then you have a bad year. So maybe this is a good year, and yeah, people aren't that's true drinking. So what? But then what if they've had record heat waves? You know, all of those things. That's so true what too. about next yeah. year? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just and it doesn't go bad. Well, you can put exactly. it in the bottle and yeah, you save it. Let so it age a little bit. Right. <laughs> I'm also thinking about champagne. You know, technically real champagne only comes from France. So hopefully that's not what we're getting rid of. We need the good stuff. This is a ploy to get us all to go to France <laughs> and drink that wine. That's what that's what next it is. Year, Tourism. Our second year anniversary. That's in true. I, oh, that's not? a celebration. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That works well. We do we, have to tease that we have a big surprise coming up at the end of the show. Show as well. We do. Yes, yes, it's coming up. We're not can tell you exactly when or what it is, but stick around. You're yes, gonna you're going to want to stay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, coming up, Be Kind Coffee in Waco recently opened their doors to their second location. We'll hear from the co-founder about how they serve up much more than coffee. Our one-year celebration continues with a special segment that began here on KWTX at 4 called New Near You. During this segment, we highlight local businesses that have opened their doors in the last year. The co-founder you're about to meet has expanded his coffee shop to a couple locations across Waco. The latest one opened up in downtown recently. Yes, we want to thank Alex Sanchez for being here. He's the co-founder of Be Kind Coffee, a place that strives to make the community a kinder place one drink at a time. So we, again, want to welcome you in and thank you for being here. Can you kind of just talk to us about how you got your start and, and why coffee, I guess? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's, um, I used to be a professional food photographer, wow. actually. And so I worked across the country with hundreds of restaurants and that included coffee shops from time to time. And my connection with coffee shop owners was always the best. Uh, just kind of like the way that they intentionally create community in their cities, I think always just resonated with me. 
Plus, coffee's pretty to look at for the most part as well. <laughs> and so it was always fun taking photos of it. Sure. So that's kind of what made me want to get into the coffee industry, just kind of wanting to find that community myself. I'll make an observation. To be someone who's around caffeine and coffee beans all day, you're real even keeled and level. Yes. So that's good to know. But, you know, your experience, and folks walking your coffee sh your coffee shop, you offer a singular experience, and you want to make sure it's an exclusive environment. How do you, how do, you do that? Yeah, so it was always very important for me to build an inclusive environment for people. I want people to walk in to an upbeat place, one where they don't have to be afraid to be themselves or ashamed of like the lifestyles they live. One thing for me is my fiance, she's vegan. And so we have lots of vegan friendly options just hmm. because that was always something that was impossible to find, not just in Waco, but in general. Sure. And so everything on the menu is something she can order. That was very important for me when building a something. Yeah, and I'm sure it benefits so many people in the community as for well. Sure. Can you talk to us about how you've created a business where you know this kindness expands beyond the coffee shop? Yeah, so one thing that we try to do is give back where we can, when we can, in a sustainable way. And so one way that has proven to work in this community has been like profit share days. And so we do as many as we can with as many organizations as want to, but we try to do at least once a, a month, uh, whether it's with a specific organization locally or a specific person that just needs a hand. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to give back where we can in a way that it involves our community as well. You know, letting our customers know, hey, come in on this day your cup of coffee is going to something greater. Yeah. Any advice for someone looking to start a business for the first time and in coupled with that, any plans for expansion or op more openings to yourself? Yeah, one thing I've always tried to live by talking with a different coffee guy here in town is you don't necessarily always go out of business, but you grow out of business. Sure. And so we're trying to take it as slow as we can because I've definitely seen that to be true firsthand. So no current plans for more expansion past this year's location that we opened up. We're trying to just kind of take things slow and steady. Um, but a lot of people are asking. Yeah. And so definitely we're always open to opportunities. Sure. I want to focus on the drinks. You brought yeah. us a few. Tell us first what you what you brought here. So I brought two, four of our most popular drinks. Okay. Two of our most popular lattes are Be Kind Latte, which is a honey-based latte made with oat milk. Mm. And then our churro latte, which Ooh. is our best seller, <laughs> has cinnamon good. sugar in it. Yeah. Um, we've got our golden hour lemonade, which is hibiscus tea and lemonade. And then our moonlight lemonade, which is a blueberry vanilla lemonade. Those all So these great. are our top sellers in okay. both of those categories. I also understand that you have a CBD drink on your yeah. menu called the Trippy Willie. Yes, that is named <laughs> after my business partner. His name is Will. Okay. Uh, he wanted a drink named after him, so we called it the Trippy Willie. Yeah. We had the opportunity to partner with a CBD company based out of Austin, mm -hmm. and we launched it on 420 just for marketing opportunity. Sure. And it's actually been received very well here in Waco. We weren't sure how it would be right. uh, when we did it about a year ago, but people are excited to have that option to be an add-on into their drinks. Can I just ask how that works, CBD in a, in a drink? Yeah, so we take one like eyedropper full, and we throw it into the drink, mix it in. Um, it definitely affects, affects the flavor in some drinks, okay. um, but we try to hide it where we can sure. um, and just make the drink taste good. Interesting. And really quickly, catering, you do some of that too, and I bet the vegan options for some folks would be kind of popular. Tell yeah. us about the catering. For sure. We do a lot of caterings like on campus and here locally. A big thing for us are these bottled drinks. So we can do any of our iced lattes or lemonades to go tamper evidence, super easy. Yeah. A big thing for us is cookies as well. Mm -hmm. We do our own cookies and muffins and stuff in-house. They're all vegan friendly. 
dairy free, you'd never know. They're awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being here and taking us through the, the expansion and then some of your fantastic items. We wish you the best of uh, success. Big appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you so much. And keep it here on KWGX at 4. When we come back, we're going to have a look back at some of our favorite moments of the year. I haven't seen this yet, so I'm excited to take yes. a look at it. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.